Welcome to the Social Feed Podcast. I'm your host, Missy. Thank you for listening. In this episode, we chat with Jana Wilcox, our senior digital sales strategist here at Hubbard. She um, really works with all of our other markets and has learned so many valuable things when it comes to, you know, connecting with customers around the this coronavirus and things that are happening in the country. And then we also have with us Adriana Velez, who... Um, works with clients on a daily basis, really focusing on community management. And so she has some really great tips and tricks that she provides on putting together a plan to respond to all those comments that are coming in um, with everything going on. So with the digital world changing and a lot more people spending time at home and on social media, we wanted to put together a list of some different things that you as a business owner should be aware of and that you can do to make sure that your customers um, have the most information they can get throughout this outbreak. So let's get into this week's episode number 102, staying connected with customers through the coronavirus outbreak. And uh, I just want to put a little disclaimer out there. We're obviously practicing some social distancing at Hubbard as well. And so we've got Jaina and Missy and Adriana on the phone. So uh, the audio quality is not what we normally have, but right now it's all we got. So enjoy the episode. According to the National Federation of Independent Business, they did a survey this actually it was updated as of yesterday and they said currently 76% of the small businesses are negative are negatively being impacted by the outbreak of the coronavirus which totally makes sense it's going to probably be 100% eventually and about 5% of those businesses are positively impacted which i thought was interesting um they're really talking about like you know, stronger sales to some businesses due to like the sharp rise in demand for products like probably toilet paper, which I was trying to find this weekend, things like that (laughs) are all on that list. Um, But really what I wanted to focus on with those stats in this episode today is how businesses can stay connected with customers through this outbreak. And by doing that, we're going to kind of really focus on four different pillars and, and sections of this podcast. The first one being you know, letting customers know what you're doing to help prevent the spread as a business, how to update your online channels the way, the most effective way to make sure your customers can still communicate with you, um, offering online deals and some community building content ideas we'll talk about. And then the last one will be community management. So being responsive in this time of crisis. So the first one we'll jump right into is letting customers know what you're doing to prevent the spread of COVID-19. So one thing that I thought was really cool, um, press releases are obviously, I don't say they're old school marketing, but they've been around a very long time. And AT&T released a press release that was, um, they posted on their website and on their blog and everything like that. But it was, I'm just going to read it because it was just like a really great way to showcase like what they're doing to help their customers during this time. And it says, we're committed to helping our customers and our communities get through this crisis. That's why today we've also announced an addition to our Keep Americans Connected pledge. Um, For the next 60 days, we'll waive domestic wireless plan coverage charges for data, voice, or text for residential or small business wireless, wireless customers during this pandemic. We're here with you and keeping you connected. So I just thought that was a really great way for a company to you know, take that initiative and help people during this crisis and using their their business for good in that sense. And then have you guys seen other businesses doing some cool stuff like that too? Yeah, um, I think that it's, 
it's really cool how just from what I've seen or even talking to all of our clients or prospects we're talking to or, you know, they're, they're wondering how they can be a part of this conversation or what they can do. Um, it's really just talking about what product or service do they have that can maybe help in um, what's going on or how can they align with COVID-19? Do they have a community partner? Um, is there something that makes them unique? I know uh, like uh, with the distilleries and things like that, with the hand sanitizers, you know, they're just looking at their businesses in a different way that maybe they never would have looked at um, it that way, or it's just something new or you just have to, you know, spend time thinking more creatively. So um, I think the, the distillery one is definitely a really good example of that with the hand sanitizers. Yeah, if anyone's been to like Tattersall from Minnesota or Norseman, which has amazing cocktails, um, what they're what's cool is they're like basically using um, their alcohol to make sanitizer because it's running out, obviously. Um, and Norseman even took it a step further because they're obviously trying to help help their business continue to grow. And so, if you buy a cocktail kit from Norseman during this time, part of those proceeds will go to help fund sanitizer to give to healthcare workers on the front lines of the outbreak, which. Uh, you know, it's when you think about it, you're like, how could a distillery help? But there's just so many opportunities that these brands are tapping into to help in whatever way they can. That sure. is, that's such a good idea. I recently saw on Instagram that Allbirds, a pair of their shoes um, to healthcare workers. So if you just like send them this Instagram post, they can email Allbirds and Allbirds will just send them a pair of shoes to wear while they're working or not working. So I kind of thought that's kind of a good way to give back. So I've seen a lot of brands just kind of stepping up and, you know, making it known that they want to give back to all of these like frontline response workers during this time. So yeah, anything that's creative like that, I think is just really impactful. And it shows people that that brand really cares about what's going on. I love that I would never even thought about like shoes for the healthcare workers, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I sent it to my dad so that he can get himself a pair of shoes. And I was just <laughs> oh, like, I don't yeah. know if you want them, but you know, here's the option. If you just want something for free. Mm-hmm. That's it's super really cool. cool to see that. And I saw something sort of similar. I follow Christian Siriano on Instagram. He's a fashion designer. He started his career on project runway and i just love him. But um, he had posted something on Instagram too to say, you know, I know a lot of people are out of work right now, but let us know if you need masks. We sew for a living. Like that's what we do. We can start making masks. Like let's, let's help out. And I encourage people who do sew um, or, you know, if that's your expertise and you, people aren't buying a bunch of clothes right now for themselves, given the economic circumstances and and just we can't be shopping um, in stores, things like that. Um, You know, let's take our talents elsewhere and start sewing masks for people in the healthcare field, things like that. I think it's just, it's really great again, um, like I said, to look at a business and and watch them um, just look at things from a different perspective. And it's really quite amazing. I love that. The other thing, too, is just um, to let people know, like when I went, I ran to Costco the other day because, you know, low on supplies and they're the workers. Like once you get into the door, they have hand sanitizer. They have they're like um, dousing down the carts with paper towels and cleaner. So just making sure that if 
you know, you have a business that a lot of people have to go to with like grocery stores, gas stations, those necessities that you're promoting on social media that, you know, if you if you do need something and you need supplies, come in and but we are doing these specific precautions to make sure everyone is healthy and safe. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I think it gets into the conversation about just how to be prepared in the digital space as well. You know, you want to be prepared if somebody comes into your store, but if you don't have that as an option for your store or your restaurant, you know, we, we've been seeing all these places close temporarily. It's really important now to consider having an e-commerce website or being able to shop for a gift card online or through social media or how can they still get your services or products for a later time or for now, just do it in the digital or social space. So I think it's also prepping for that too, um, which we've, I know, been super just involved in on our ends and having clients come to us and ask us the best approach to that. Yeah, I've seen like a lot of because obviously like hairstylists and nail salons and the service industry is is all really taking a hit right now. And so, yeah, promoting those gift cards, I think, is huge. And I know some um, uh, hair salon owners that I've seen the stylist posts on Instagram are even saying, like, if you buy a gift card during this time, 50 percent of that will go straight to the stylist right now to help them during this time of need. Mm -hmm. So cool. So cool. So we talked about, so the first thing you want to do is obviously let customers know what you're doing to help prevent the spread of COVID-19. But the second thing is updating your online channels to make sure it reflects um, things like if your hours of operation have changed. And I think that's one thing a lot of people don't think about is, you know, going to your Google My Business and updating all those things so that if someone does need something or they're trying to contact you for a product or service, they... they know what to do. (laughs) So I think the biggest thing is, you know, making sure that your hours are updated on, you know, Facebook, Instagram, if you have your hours listed in your bio, making sure those are all updated. I'm trying to think of other places that people might not normally think to update. Google My Business is probably one of the biggest ones. Oh, Yelp would be another one as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I would say, you know, all the basics like that, Google My Business, all your social channels, Um, Put it in your bio on Instagram, you know, make it as easy for your customers as possible to see and understand um, what's going on with your business specifically, and then have that also just listed on your website. I know when we've done some takeout options for food, just to support local businesses and uh, restaurants, I've gone straight to the website and there typically is something right there on that first homepage. Um, the other thing, so option three, too, um, is to offer online deals to cut, to keep engaging that community online, but then also building some really great content to keep those conversations going during this time. So um, a couple of things that have come up that these are just a couple of brands that I follow that I thought have been doing a really phenomenal job at this. Chipotle is always does a really good job in their marketing. But I don't know if you guys have seen these, but Chipotle has been hosting these series of daily Chipotle together sessions on Zoom. And mm-hmm. essentially you can like, you, if you they tweet it out at chipotletweets.com. They'll tweet out a link. And I think the last one that they had was with, I don't watch The Bachelor. I don't know if you guys do, but Colton Underwood. Do you know who that is? Um, 
Is he a bachelor guy? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he was some either, guy on The Bachelor. Okay. <laughs> but I know, like, like the two people on the planet, apparently, <laughs> that, that don't watch it. But I know, I feel like, should I say this out loud? It's just appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, he actually hosted one of their last Chipotle togethers um, and just, you know, talked about, just kind of kicked it off and um, had fans talking about different things. And it was, it was kind of a, it's a cool way to get people together and promote the social distancing. But Chipotle was obviously the one backing all of it and promoting it through their channels. Oh, cool. Um, cool. Do any of you guys follow Alchemy 365? I do. Uh, and okay. they're, yeah, all of their classes are online now mm-hmm. through YouTube. So it's been really helpful for me to just like wake up in the morning and work out. Um, and I know Core Power, I believe, is doing online classes as well. So mm-hmm. still promoting like social distancing, but getting active instead of just watching Netflix all day like I want to be doing. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Alchemy has been doing like a phenomenal job of just posting like inspirational quotes, like do what you can with what you have where you are and then directing people to go to like their YouTube channel. And one of their goals um they had posted about how they needed to grow their YouTube community to a thousand subscribers in order to be able to do the live videos. So they were encouraging their community to subscribe to YouTube. So it was not only helping grow their channel, but also once they were able to do that, they were able to access different functions of YouTube to do the lives and things that they wanted to do. So that was just a cool way that they use social to grow that and then offer all those classes to everyone from home. I've also seen this happen with the music industry and concerts, um, just with, again, the nature of all these events being canceled and not being able to gather at a concert. I, I don't know if you girls have seen that, but the the celebrities that have gone on, you know, John Legend and um, who else has done it? Um, oh, uh, the Coldplay guy. What's his name? <laughs> Chris Martin. Um, I, God, I knew you were going to answer that. I was like, Matt, help me out. It's the first time I've chimed in on this this episode, and it's to tell you who Coldplay is. Yeah, well, Chris Martin did the same thing, and I just know there's been a lot of really positive response uh, with that, too, because I think a, a big thing right now is, um, and what I know for sure with um, you know, reading about this so much, and we're online, and this is our jobs, and it's really important for us to understand um, how to best approach this. I think, I think approaching it with empathy and having that empathetic tone is, is really important because it is, it's difficult and people are confused and they're anxious and um, it's a really hard time. So I love like, you know, Chris Martin having a concert or John Legend is just that small outlet of positivity um, throughout that as well. So the music industry has definitely been doing that too. Can I ask you yeah. guys how 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 best to balance that tone? Like, obviously, this is um, people are anxious about this and worried about things happening, and so life is not <laughs> very much not normal right now. But at the same time, we still need to go grocery shopping, and we still need to go to you know restaurants and eat food, and we still need to interact with certain businesses. How how does a business best balance the the societal cultural tone that we have right now and still promote their business without, you know, taking advantage of this. So I read an interesting article this morning, actually on this topic. Um, 
and we'll we'll link this. It was in social media today, and it was about. It's called "Beware of Virtue, Beware of Virtue Signaling in Brand Communication About COVID-19," and it talks about avoiding virtue signaling, which is when your brand um, is expressing a value without actually taking an action towards that um, and living those values. So right now, and even before this, the big trend on social media specifically and online um, is authenticity. And that's so key right now. People crave that. And especially the younger, you know, Gen Z and millennials that everyone's always trying to reach, they want to align with a brand that they feel, um, you know, is in line with their missions in life. So virtue signaling would be something like, um, a business that maybe it's in the mortgage world. And I think that that's listed in the article um, starts to, you know, go full force into talking about COVID and all the actions they're taking when in reality, the, the consumer might actually just want an email from um, their mortgage company about, you know, how this might affect them financially, as opposed to, you know, I don't care what precautions you're taking at the company. I've never stepped a toe in there. I do all my payments automatically online. Instead, inform me about how this is going to affect that. So I think it's also just looking at the category in which you are in, the vertical in which your business is in. Um, In the case of fitness and music, yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, core power going online absolutely makes sense. And, um, taking healthy precautions that way because you're actually going to the studio. But again, for my automatic car payment, um, I want to know if my interest rates are being affected or what this means economically through this COVID crisis, as opposed to what they're doing at um, wherever they're processing my auto loan or something like that. So I think it's just about thinking, um, you know, when it's right to talk about something and align yourself with, why your audience is truly coming to you, what your message should be. Um, They use this example of um, there was like this COVID denial at first. Now there's this COVID FOMO happening right now where uh, people are just posting about it because they feel like now everybody is. So I think it's just about being empathetic towards the fact that people still want to be educated. They want to know what to do, when to do it, um, how, because there's a lot going on, um, a lot going on in general. So um, that's interesting you bring up that part, too, because I was um, doing a little bit of research on, like, because I've seen so many brands doing it, like, the right way and responding and helping, but then there has been a few brands that have done the wrong thing. One of them was, and this wasn't too, I'll say, extreme, but it's just something to be aware of. Um, Hershey, very large brands, they kind of learned the lesson the hard way. They were sharing um, different social media images that had people, you know, hugging and giving handshakes which as in normal society that would be a totally fine image to use but they got a little bit of backlash because people are so focused on social distancing right now and they're using that type of creative in their imagery so they actually end up pulling those ads because they got so much slack for it Mm -hmm. so something to just be conscious of when you are posting content and stuff like that that might be something you know just something to think about also um Coors Light had to stop a campaign that they had called the official beer of working remotely because they thought that it was taking advantage of the situation and um, kind of the mandating work from home. So they thought it was taking a little bit too, uh, too lightly. So they pulled that campaign as well. 
Wow, yeah, yeah. I think those are two really good examples of kind of the, to go back to your question, Pat, just when and when's the right time, um, you know, what type of content to be putting out. It's, it's really just thinking strategically like we always do. It's just looking at it from a much different angle this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last thing I wanted to talk about on here was community management, because as you're putting out more content and just in general, as things are happening, there's going to be a lot more people spending time online and therefore commenting and asking questions. So making sure that you're being responsive in a time of crisis is really, really important. So Adriana, I know that since you do a lot of community management for your clients, you've run into a lot of this recently. And you actually yeah. developed an entire like PR plan for each of your clients on how to respond to those things. Can you, can you tell us a bit more about, you know, how you did that and give some and some recommendations you give to other businesses that are experiencing that? Yeah. So especially the start of this week, everything kind of hit the fan is how I like to say it, <laughs> where people are spending a ton of time online and at home. And I kind of saw like, you know how we have those people that, we assume are going to like yell at managers at the store when they're unhappy. So I just like to phrase it as those people are coming out on Facebook now. So they're kind of doing the same thing, but just like behind a screen instead of like at the checkout or like register. So right now it's like really important to be direct with your messaging and like taking the time to make sure that you have your plan and everything in place because people are going to be asking questions. So a lot of the time I'm seeing, you know, if these local small businesses are closing their doors or their retail locations, a lot of people will ask, okay, well, how are you compensating your employees or your employees, you know, having to file for unemployment? They want that plan kind of laid out. So I saw a lot of the clients that I work with just not having a plan, but a lot of consumers asking what the plan was. So I kind of just developed these messages that are pretty generic and just saying, you know, like we're working on this internal plan of, you know, a time of action and everything is moving fast. So kind of you're putting out this message of like things that you're doing, but if you don't have those details laid out, people are kind of coming out and asking you for those details. So it's just being timely and responsive and kind of giving them the information that you have but not giving them the full plan. So things like press releases, You know, I've had some clients release those that here our stores are closing and, you know, these employees aren't working, but this is what we're doing to kind of help the employees that lost their job or, you know, whatever that might be. So I kind of went through for each of my clients, they range from, you know, a food brand that's in a grocery store that right now their sales are going up as people are frantically buying food to kind of stock the fridge in case we go in a lockdown situation to, uh, you know, services that now have to kind of pivot. And instead of entering your home to get things from your apartment and service you, they have to do curbside. So promoting those things differently. Um, And then of course, the local businesses that we work with that are closing their retail locations, we've changed their messaging into just how are they continuing to support other small Minnesota brands as well. So I think all of that is very important, but people are coming out asking those tough questions. So instead of being frantic, have that messaging laid out ahead of time 
and kind of like slowly walk these consumers through what you're doing and making that public. People want that information. They're going to kind of figure out if you're, you know, putting out false information that you're doing X, Y, and Z, but then someone that works there is coming out on comments as well and saying, actually, you guys aren't doing any of this. So just being careful about the content that you're putting out and making sure you actually have a plan of action to follow that content. Well, and that totally goes back to, Jane, what you had talked about like being authentic when you're communicating with, with your clients and your customers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people just want to know the truth. They want to be, um, I think right now people, it's, they feel uncertain. Um, people don't know what's next. So if they can know, you know, the information that they're looking for in the moment, I think it's just about making our customers feel comfortable and like they have the information they need. I think right now is an interesting time to going back to kind of what Adriana said about, you know, it's some of the people online are the people that you would characterize as yelling at a manager at a store. But even, even the opposite is true right now. There are so many people that are in the same boat and everyone like, everyone feels extra for everyone right now. And we're just worried about how other people are getting along. Like if, if somebody loses their job, they're all of a sudden they're, they're obviously worried about their job, but they're worried about other people who are in their same situation as well right now, because we're all in this together right now. It's not just an isolated incident where one company isn't doing well or, you know, for economic reasons or for low sales has to let people go. There are a lot of companies and a lot of workers and a lot of industries that are in the same boat. And so people care about other people like them. And so it may Mm -hmm. not be a, I want to know this for me. I want to know this for other people who are in the same boat as us so that we all can get better and we all can get through this together. It's, it's a, it's a, a cool, interesting, um, kind of, feeling right now i think and and like sometimes i'm like is this a social experiment like (laughs) right (laughs) it's crazy um uh i was having that same conversation with my dad he's in the hospitality industry so of course they've gotten hit very hard with all of this and he had this weird though calm just demeanor about him and i'm like how are you being so calm you know he's losing clients or clients are pausing or canceling all the time right now because the hotels are closing. And he said, you know, it's just this weird, um, yeah, of course I'm stressed and, and whatnot, but people are really, I've, I've watched so many people step up and care for others and other small businesses um, first, more than they care about themselves. And he's like, that is just such a, it's, it's a really good feeling. And he said, I've had general managers on the phone with me cry and just like how can we help you or you know how can you help us and it's it's a very interesting thing so again just going back to that authenticity and how can people communicate that first um and help others and i think we're seeing a lot of that with the small businesses it's something that we see all the time at hubbard just with our local radio stations and the work we do on the digital side with local clients and so to see it um really just elevate has been and it's an interesting time. That's all I can say. <laughs> One of the best messages that I have seen over the past couple of weeks was from the CEO of Marriott Hotels. Um, he put out a video on, I saw it on LinkedIn. Uh, it was like a seven, eight minute long video where he detailed a lot of what Marriott is doing around the world to 
to deal with this. And it was, um, it was a lesson in fantastic leadership and getting the right message out there. Um, everything from uh, he's not taking a salary for the rest of the year messages to um, we've got some corporate policies that we're putting into place to help with people who are, um, you know, having to work less right now because nobody wants to stay in a hotel or go out. Um, it was it was a very well done video announcement and um, just a, a lesson in leadership and a lesson going back to what Adriana was saying, just about letting people know what you're doing to help other people or help your people as they're affected by this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm totally going to watch that now. That sounds amazing. It does. It's so inspiring. And I'm a Marriott member, so I definitely need to. Yeah, we'll, add, we'll definitely add a link really cool. to that in the show notes when we find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One other thing um, that I wanted to jump into, because we'll play a couple of the um, episode segments, whatever you want to call them, after this podcast, we'll insert them into here. But one thing our radio stations have been doing over the past couple weeks is a segment called Open for Business. And Pat, you probably know more about this than I do, so I'll have you kind of explain the concept to intro into that. Yeah, it's it's basically, I mean, as a as a media company, as a set of radio stations, we rely on advertisers. And um, that relationship isn't one-sided. Those advertisers rely on us and it extends to the listeners as well. And the listeners rely on us to get them information about certain advertisers and companies. And so this open for business idea across our three Minneapolis radio stations really came about because, like I said earlier, we're all in this together trying to figure out what we can do to help each other out. And as radio stations, we have the platform to let people know what these businesses are doing. So obviously these businesses are on their social media channels and they're updating their website and they're doing all this stuff to let people know how they're coping. But as a radio station, as as people who have a a relationship with these businesses, we can broadcast that relationship and let listeners know how Chris Lindahl Real Estate is dealing with this and helping their employees or Little Blind Spot or, you know, all of these different local companies who, small businesses who are, you know, hit pretty hard with, with some of this stuff. It's an opportunity for us to tell their stories and for them to get their message out in another platform, not a different message than they're already putting out, but it just provides them a little bit more security in their relationship with us. And it lets the listeners know what they're doing and how they can continue to support these local businesses, everything from, you know, the curbside pickup at these restaurants to, um, however, these different companies need the, need the support right now. And so my talk 107.1 KS95 and score North have all been, um, talking and interviewing these business owners that they have a relationship with and putting them online through uh, the PodMN platform. Um, And so if you're local here in Minneapolis and want to listen to some really good interviews with with the DJs from the radio stations talking to these business owners, um, you can find that information. We'll put a a link to that in the show notes as well. But it's just a really well done, and it spans so many different industries and businesses too, um, and just provides just another connection point for these businesses and for us as a radio station with listeners who are wanting to help right now. Uh, I'm glad you're still open. Open, open. Helping support our local businesses. 
through the coronavirus crisis. We are open for business. This is open for business. Still open, yeah? Yeah. On My Talk 1071. And we have David Lozinski with us, who is um, First Equity Mortgage. And David has been a dear friend and partner of My Talk. So we're just wanting what what is happening in the mortgage world I'm right thinking now. You guys you? must be busy, is what I'm thinking. Uh, nope, it's really not. It's really frantic right now. Okay. Also, in in the last two weeks, we've seen thirty year interest rates as low as three percent and as high as five percent. Wow. All in the last two weeks. Again, with the same turmoil that we see in the market. If people don't know what's happening, then everyone panics, and what they're doing is they're selling everything and buy, taking cash, right? Um, we do believe that that's, it's going to calm down because it always does. Yes. I've owned the mortgage company through the 9-11 crisis. We've owned the mortgage company through the 2008 Great Recession. Okay. And we see this happen. For a few weeks, it's going to be very um, lots of turmoil. Okay. And then we're going to create a new normal at some point. And when the new normal happens, one of the buyout things that the government does is starts buying what we call mortgage-backed securities, which will cause interest rates to settle back down to a really good low rate that a lots of people can refinance. Okay. Yep. And just so on the end, I think they do that to help people because people are losing jobs and they're losing income. Right. And so that becomes a way for people to be able to afford this at that time. KS95, today's variety from 2K to today with Chris Godez and Ryan. You know, through this crazy time, through COVID-19, a lot of people are wondering what's going on in the world, what's happening, especially right here at home. You watch the news and you're thinking, man, so many things are closed. So many people are out of work. You know, it's good to check in with people that are important to KS95 listeners. And we've got one of those guys on the phone right now, right, Des? Yeah, we do. Somebody who's a friend of mine, somebody who helped us out with a really nice donation during KS95 for kids. And you've probably seen his face everywhere. Chris Lindahl. What's going on? How you doing? We're doing well. Thanks for having me. Obviously, we're in interesting times right now. And how are you um, being safe yourself, Chris? Are you doing a self-quarantine from home or what, what are you doing? Obviously, that changes from day to day with the different CDC recommendations. We've just been, as a company, following all of their recommendations. One thing that we stopped implementing is open houses because of the recommendations and the, and you know, I mean, it started at groups of 250 people. It went to a hundred, it went to 50, it went to 25. Now it's at 10 and that could change at a moment's notice. And so we're following that closely. We want everyone to be safe and healthy. The other thing we, we did as well is we launched livestreamshowing.com because right now what we found is that there are a lot of people uh, that are home, but they're still searching for real estate because we watch our analytics and our website traffic is, is up because a lot of people are at home. They want to see homes, but they prefer not to go there physically so they can go to livestreamshowing.com and they can schedule a virtual showing. Oh. One of our agents will go to the property uh, with our technology and they'll show them the property. And if, you know, if they want to go look at the kitchen twice or whatever, you know what, we go back with our phones and our cameras and we, we show them those areas. And so it allows consumers to still take advantage of the historically low rates, but never having to leave the comfort of their own home. That is so (laughs) cool. What an awesome way of doing that. And I I heard that every home you buy, you're supplying them with a year supply of toilet paper. Is that true? (laughs) Courtesy of KS95. (laughs) Um, So all the links we talked about in today's podcast, we'll make sure to include in the show notes. And, um, 
you know, as this um, continues and each week, each day, something new comes up, we'll continue to use this channel of the Social Tree Podcast to update businesses of everything that's going on and things that we learn and just really trying to make sure that everything we're learning across the country that other people are doing to get, get that information to you as quick as we can so that you can utilize that to help your business too. The Social Feed is a production of Hubbard Interactive with music provided by Minneapolis-based artist John Atwell.